Welcome to the River Valley Podcast. River Valley is a group of people seeking to connect to Jesus and connect to each other. And we're excited that you're here. Whether you're listening at home, on the job, maybe at the gym, in the car, wherever you're joining us, I hope that you'll open up your heart, open up your mind, and receive a fresh word from the Lord today. Enjoy the message. Welcome to uh, River Valley. If you are a guest with us, man, you picked a wonderful day to be here. If you are a regular with us, you are going to hear a great speaker today because he is not I. So, uh, so woohoo, right? <laughs> well, it is Compassion Sunday, and, and uh, I am so excited. I was on a call uh, this week with our guest, Edgar, and uh, I was so excited uh, to hear his story and uh, try Truly, truly, uh, you're in for a treat. And so I want to make sure that you understand, uh, as when we talk about compassion, uh, how we got to this point. So many of us here at River Valley are new, and so I want to make sure uh, that you kind of kind of catch you up to date for a few minutes. Um, when we were in the building uh, next door, before we built this facility, uh, we were running about 800, four services, extremely packed, extremely packed. Uh, uh, you know, tight quarters, and so we knew that we needed to to expand, and so we started uh, our capital campaign, which we called Double Up, which the, the vision of Double Up was to double the reach and double the growth. So double the reach in River Valley, that we wanted literally twice as much room. We wanted to believe in faith that God would bring us twice as many people, and so uh, that's where this building's design came in. It wasn't about the building, it was about the ability to accommodate uh, those who are coming to faith in Christ, and so but we also wanted to double the reach in another part of the world. The Bible says that we should go to the ends of the earth with the gospel of Jesus Christ. And so we uh, made a decision as a church that the very first amount of money that we received for our capital campaign would not go into for ourselves or into this structure. The very first amount of money would go to someone else. And so uh, we prayed, and and uh, just uh, by the grace of God at that time, I was... I was uh, meeting with some people at Compassion International, uh, and they invited me on a vision trip. And uh, we went to Lyon, Nicaragua. And Lyon uh, captured my heart. I, I was uh, overwhelmed with what God could do there and how he could use us to do that. And so uh, I came back and, and, and told you about that and read you a scripture. Uh, this would be now, um, let's see, two years, in the, about five years ago, I read you this scripture. And I want to read it to you again. This is uh, 2 Corinthians chapter 9, beginning in verse 9. The Bible says, as it is written, he, God distributed freely, he gave to the poor. His righteousness endures forever. Now the one who produces seed for the sower and bread for food will also provide and multiply your seed and increase the harvest of your righteousness. So we prayed, God, we don't want to just see um, what you give for us to stay here. We want to see you increase the harvest of our righteousness. And so the Bible says in verse 11, you will be enriched in every way. God will give you what you need. Why? For generosity, which produces thanksgiving to God through us. For the ministry of this service is not only supplying the needs of the saints, but is overflowing in many uh, expressions of thanks to God. Because of the proof provided by this ministry, they 
who will, in other words, who you're taking up this offering for, in our case, uh, the saints of Leon, Nicaragua, uh, they will glorify God. And they will unglorify it for your obedient confession of the gospel of Christ and for your generosity and sharing with them and with everyone. And as they pray on your behalf, so they're praying, the, the Bible says they'll pray for you. And as they pray, they will have deep affection for you because of the surpassing grace of God in you. Thanks be to God for his indescribable gift. And so I, uh, we talked about this vision of let's plant, instead of expanding one facility, let's plant a church as well. And uh, we began to raise resources, we began to raise money because that's what it took. Double the growth was double the giving as well. And so uh, we began to do that. And um, in October of 2019, I got to travel back to Leon, Nicaragua. And, uh, and I got to uh, see um, our facility. I got to meet our pastor, Pastor Husto. Uh, and what we had prayed for three years earlier um, was coming to be. In fact, uh, I got to be in their facility before I got to be, we got to be in uh, this facility uh, as it wasn't complete yet. And so uh, we praised the Lord that day. Uh, you guys know, I mean, I'm not like afraid of crying, but like I'm not a big crier guy, right? Uh, like all the time, uh, you know, at least not in public. Uh, and so I, uh, I, but I walked into that building that day and they were thanking God for you. They were, they knew my name. They had my picture. The, and then I went to the house of Meletius, my first uh, compassion child, and I met her family and I got to see her dad and we bonded instantly. He is bald. He is, I mean, you know, and I was like, brother, and uh, we embraced. It was awesome. And, and this entire experience began to come into view. And we had planted a church. We had paid to build a facility, and then we began to sponsor children. And over the years, 153 children at the church, uh, God of Peace, uh, God of Mercy uh, Baptist Church in Leon, Nicaragua, 153 children are right now sponsored uh, because of your generosity through Compassion International. But it's not about just sponsoring children and releasing them from poverty in Jesus' name. What it does is it allows the church to reach their community, to, to evangelize their community, to disciple those around them, and to come to faith in Jesus Christ. And that's happening. Uh, uh, we were uh, scheduled to go on a trip, right, as COVID started, to, so that many of you could meet your compassion children, could, could do exactly what I had done and meet them. And, and trust me, it's such a moving experience. Since then, we've, we've uh, sponsored two more children in uh, Lyon. So we have three children in that church now. We have Jorge, who's 15, Meletius, who is 10, and Ingle, uh, uh, um, uh, who is six. And so three children that I cannot wait to go back and meet. And so all of these things God did through us, all of these things. And, and you've, if you've been here for a while, you've heard that story. So today what I want to do is I want to find out what does it look like from the other side? What does it look like from the other end? What does it look like to be in a compassion-sponsored uh, child? And what, what is that experience? And so today uh, we have a guest that we're going to dialogue with. And uh, I want to introduce to you, and I want you to give Big River Valley welcome to Edgar Benitez. Thank you, brother. Love you. 
right here. Hey, this is my side. Get away. Get away. This is... <laughs> there you go. So, uh, Edgar, I think you're on and ready. And so, yeah, very uh, good. That's the best welcome that I have received in the last 30 seconds. Nice. I, I know. Yeah. <laughs> and so, Edgar, uh, we're going to talk a lot about um, compassion today and what it does. But, but talk to me about your life and introduce your life before compassion. Really give us a context of where you came from and what that was like. Yes, absolutely. So, first of all, I, I want to thank you and the entire River Valley Community Church for giving me this opportunity to come this morning and share my compassion story. So I was born to a single teenage mother in a rural area in the Dominican Republic. And when I was about three or close to being four, my mother decided to move to the capital, San Domingo, to pursue a better life for the both of us. But what we encountered was a whole new set of challenges in the big city as we just showed up unexpectedly and we did not have a place where to stay. So we were for um, what I think was about a year just bouncing from place to place, crashing at relatives, um, acquaintances, uh, some distant uh, family friends, and whoever that will allow us to stay, and in some cases as short as overnight, and in some cases for uh, several weeks. So as I said, that went on for about a year or so, and eventually my mother, who was still unemployed, but she managed to find us a small place in one of the poorest most dangerous crime-filled neighborhoods in Santo Domingo, basically the slums of uh, Santo Domingo and Dominican Republic, where the poorest of the poor went to live because there was nothing else other than completely being homeless. And while we were happy to finally have a, a small place with a metal roof that leaked a lot uh, that we could call home, uh, we, we, were, we were happy, but that brought additional challenges to us. So now my mother was responsible at that time for paying rent, which put additional uh, strength, I mean, if, if you will, strain to her ability to provide our daily meals. So it felt like we were always just a hair away from becoming homeless again. And um, having food insecurity happened to be a big challenge. So that went on for about another year, and I'm about five, and I think we may have a picture of that when I was five, and my mother decided, let's, let's enroll you in school, and uh, my father wasn't too much present in our lives, so she finally connected with him and went to him to find or to ask for some financial support, and my father offered a few coins, and she said, well, this isn't going to be enough for um, school registration fees, supplies, uniforms, shoes, and that kind of thing. And he said, well, if, if, it, if school takes more than a pencil and a notepad, then school is not for him. Let him grow up to be illiterate. And you can imagine how frustrated my mother was with that, but she was determined that I was going to be enrolled in school. And she learned that a church in our neighborhood operated this learning center 
uh, in partnership with an international organization called Compassion. So she took me there, they took the photo of me, they enrolled me in the program, and about a month later we received the good news that a gentleman from Florida in a Compassion Sunday like this one picked up a Compassion packet probably like this one and decided to become my sponsor, and that changed my journey and started the process of releasing me from poverty. That's wonderful. Right? And so uh, we're going to go on with that, but to tie in right now, uh, that was his story before compassion. Right now, literally right now, 20 feet from you on that table, there's 114 sponsored children at our church in Lyon who have the exact same story that Edgar just talked about and are waiting for a sponsor. Now I want you to hear, once that happens, once you and I sponsor them, what's going to happen. So Edgar, tell us about, all right, uh, you, uh, once you were sponsored, what, what kind of change in your life did that compassion sponsorship look like and make? Just to put it into perspective, the probabilities of me even completing elementary school were only a fraction compared to the prospects of me being forced into child labor or becoming a criminal. That was the big issue in Dominican Republic and many um, third world countries where children, specifically young boys of single mothers, are expected to work. And in my case, it was the landfill, which was our uh, backyard doing that kind of work, shining shoes or um, digging metal or anything that could be resolved, or in the busy intersection just uh, cleaning cars for whatever people could give. But instead of that, I found the safety of the Compassion Center. And there are many ways that the Compassion Sponsorship changed my life. And you'll come up short, uh, short in guessing them, and I could spend a significant amount of time listing them, but I like to focus in the four primary ones. Number one, it gave me safety and prevented me from being forced into child labor. So rather than <clears throat> heading to the landfill, I was in the safety of the Compassion Center learning about God and other things, um, and being provided with care and love. Number two, I was learning while I was being nourished and while I was receiving all the support that I needed to successfully graduate from high school, which set the path for me to attend and, and graduate from college and become the first one in my family to ever attend and graduate from college. Number two, Having an education opened doors for me to work in multinational corporations in the Dominican Republic and to eventually um, relocate to the United States and work for several Fortune 500 companies here statewide, which uh, enabled me not only to provide uh, for my family, my wife and children, but also to substantially improve the living condition of many of my relatives in the Dominican Republic, primarily my mother, uh, brother, and a few other ones, and also to be generous with other people in need. And 
the most important one out of those four is he brought the gospel to me. He trained me to be a disciple of Christ. But not only I became a believer, my mother also did, did my grandmother, did many of my relatives, uh, some of my neighbors, uh, many of my friends, uh, and even my father became a believer and is now a faithful servant of the Lord. Amazing. Wonderful, wonderful. Uh, so, uh, so truly, through through the compassion sponsorship, not only did you get saved, but the gospel came to. I mean, I'm a numbers guy. Give me a number. Like, like you, you, you like how many people do you think found Christ? I'm a little off script. We're coming back. All right. <laughs> but, what, who all? You mentioned your mother, your grandmother. Your, how many do you think came to know Christ? Yes. Well, in excess of 50 people around, not just relatives and family members, but people that eventually I have met that, uh, that we have presented the gospel to, and people that my relatives have presented the gospel to. So this has a domino effect. Receiving Christ and the discipleship didn't stop with me. It started with me and multiplied throughout everyone around me. That's wonderful. Wonderful. Oh, look. Uh, so, yeah, just I'll, I'll make a point. So, in the in the impact of that, please. Um, every day, about 125 uh, children come to the the to Christ because of compassion, or every hour. Um, imagine every hour. that if we were doing that over here, uh, and you were to receive this many people that will be receiving Christ. Wouldn't that be amazing? Absolutely. Well, that's what Absolutely. compassion is doing every single day, bringing Absolutely. many servants to the Lord. Absolutely. It is a wonderful, uh, our, our, sponsor, our, our partnership with compassion has been wonderful. And so, uh, you know, as, as he talks about uh, receiving, uh, receiving Christ and he comes in, I talked with him on the phone, but we're just, we're talking about church this morning. He's asking me all these questions. It's just so wonderful uh, to see his love uh, for the local church. And so, all right, so let's talk about for you for a second. Go, go to the other end. And uh, we have 114 sponsorships out there, uh, and, and that's a wonderful, wonderful place. But for you, there was one. So tell us about your, your sponsor and what, that, what that's like. you got a great story about that. Yes, man. my sponsor, Mr. David Rayner, he's a wonderful, great, noble man, God-fearing man. He had perhaps the most positive influence in my early and teenage years. And he did that through letters. I still treasure his letters, as you can see there. In those letters, he encouraged me. He prayed for me. He motivated me. Above all, he told me to depend and trust God, that God had great plans for me. And he was, the, in his letters was where I read the expression for the first time in my life, I love you. He was the first one to tell me that. I was sure my mother loved me significantly, but her determination to provide for me and hyper-focus into finding the next plate of food um, almost made her forget about it, and it was cultural. Uh, but Mr. David will take the time to tell me that him and his family loved me, although he had not met me. And he had this great impact in me where he taught me to pray or how to believe 
uh, that God could fulfill his plans with me. And eventually I started to dream that I could become something other than what surrounded my neighborhood. uh, And that inspired me and motivated me to pursue an education and um, to change my life and the life of my relatives. So I had so much gratitude and appreciation for what he did that upon relocating to the US, it became my mission to find him. But um, that was not the the era of Twitter and Facebook and all of that. So it was kind of difficult to find somebody where that has a common name and many individuals with the same name. But God had a plan for us, and I persisted. Um, I remember several years ago when I thought that it was not going to happen. My wife was expecting um, our son, and I said, well, let's... I always want to remember this gentleman. We're going to name our son after him, David, so I can every day uh, have a reason to remember him other than what he did uh, for 12 years in my life. But God was faithful, and in December of 2019, he finally did this for the both of us. Put that next picture up there. There you go. Next one. That was me in high school. (laughs) So... I found Mr. Rayner, that was us in the middle right there in Florida. Uh, we went to, uh, what, Disney World, I think, one of, those two, one of those places, one of the theme parks over there. And we had a great time uh, at that time. But since then, we haven't stopped talking, hanging out, going on vacations together. I tell him, you got to come to the promised land. So I took him to San Antonio. and. <laughs> <laughs> But then I got to show him where Bastrop is. He'll be in love with that. Absolutely, absolutely. And we've gone to many places together, and we literally text every day. Uh, We have a great relationship now. He also serves with me, so there are some of our pictures with him, uh, his family, my family, all together. At times, he gets to share the story with me in churches, and uh, we we have the opportunity to serve the Lord together, as you can see down there in that middle photo. Wonderful. That is is a great story, isn't it? And, and you you know, he said it very quickly, but so the literal, the the first time that you remember hearing or seeing I love you was was your sponsor. That is correct. And Compassion did a survey on it, and that happened to be the case for the majority of the the children's sponsor. Yes, the, they hear the expression, I love you, for the very first time from their sponsor. And, and the, the reason for that in many cases is what I mentioned, that hyper-focus into providing um, and, and the cultural aspect that the way you demonstrate love for your children in Latin America and other countries is by providing. So if I was able to succeed in giving you a plate of food today, uh, that's the greatest demonstration of love that I can give you. You need that plate of food more than you need me to say three words. Um, but not the case here. And, and he felt really well when he will over and over tell me that to the point that I believed it. Absolutely. That's fantastic. Uh, he told me that story earlier this week, and he also told me uh, about uh, the letters. And, and, and so... Uh, I combine those two. So this week, if you are a Compassion sponsor and, and, and have the app, it's so easy 
to, to write your children, and they're translated uh, into Spanish for us in, in Nicaragua, for Spanish for you, uh, in the DR. And, and, but I, I made sure, and, and, and it, it just reminded me once again, one, my, the, the girl, uh, she always draws pictures of, of animals. I mean, you, you know, that's just always her. And so she said, do y'all have any animals? So I made sure and attach a photo of our daughter with our dog, because I knew it would, I knew it would, she would love that, because that was one of her questions. But all three of our children, uh, this week I wrote them, because I knew you'd talk about that, and, and it was a great reminder for me. And all three of them, up, very last thing, Melinda and I, my wife, we, we love you. And uh, it was a great reminder. And so I hope, I hope uh, our children as well and the ones we're going to sponsor today, I truly hear that from us. It is a wonderful, wonderful thing. And so uh, I like it even better. I like to hear we, I love you and the food, both. So, so, that's, <laughs> so, so I feel like they're both really necessary. Okay, so, uh, so you graduated high school. You, you, went, to, you went to college. You, you became multinational. You're, you're here. You flew out of Dallas. You're here in the state. Tell us, tell us about your life today. What? Not in my wildest dreams I could have ever even imagined the life that I have today. The Lord has blessed me in many ways. Number one, by giving me a great family, I have a beautiful wife, I have beautiful children, five of them. That's a way for us to grow the church. <laughs> and it's also a great star. But one of the greatest blessings that I have received is the ability to give back and, and, and sponsor five children. These are the five children that I sponsor, three of them in the Dominican Republic. Of course, I'll be biased about that, but I'm multicultural too. I sponsor <laughs> one in El Salvador, and I sponsor one in Haiti. And believe me, when I get the letters from these children, it, it, it brings so much love and joy to me and to know that I am able now to give back to what I receive. And the Bible says that, Matthew 10, 8, give as freely as you have received. Amen. In addition to that, uh, my wife and I serve in various causes when we give our time, talent, and treasures. Uh, uh, even sacrificially, a time for the benefit of others. And we, we love to do uh, many things uh, to help others. Uh, um, professionally, I work for a financial services company where I lead change management for our cybersecurity team. That's wonderful. Yes. And I'm your neighbor just a little north from here in the Dallas area. That's wonderful. Yeah. That's, uh, I mean, growing up in, in that kind of poverty and yet going into a job where, I mean, computers couldn't have been a part of your life. You know, Absolutely. Like, how did that, that's so interesting. How did that happen? Uh, it's the Lord. Everything comes from the Lord. Every gift that we have is the Lord. So he placed me in the right places. I never thought that I would be dealing with um, multi-million dollar projects and leading major projects and changes for a Fortune 100 company. Uh, a poor kid uh, 
from a single mother out of the slums of the Dominican Republic now is placed in this very privileged position to do these things, which enables me to be generous and to give back and contribute to the kingdom. That's, that's a tremendous blessing that yes. only God could have given me by using people like Mr. Rayner as a tool and compassion so I could be here today, free from poverty and serving the Lord. That's wonderful. Absolutely. Yes. If we can go back to the last picture, sure. I always like to give tribute to the lady that uh, wanted something better for her son, that she did not want me to grow up in that neighborhood to become a criminal or to be at risk of being run over by a bulldozer, not coming home. That's my mother right there. Right now, she lives with me in Dallas. Often she comes to these events with me. Uh, she couldn't come today, but I always like to um, give her tribute for what she did as despite of being young and, and not too mature She had the vision that she wanted something great for her son and she accomplished it. Absolutely Absolutely. Mom if you're watching hi <laughs> That's right <laughs> He's being good, so we're, yeah, so very good. Well, uh, as we close out today, what else, is there anything else you want to say or? or uh... Yes, absolutely. A compassion sponsorship truly works. It did for me exactly what it intended to do and even more. It released me from poverty and even my future generation. My children don't experience what I experienced and their children won't either. But most importantly, he brought the gospel to me, make me a disciple, and with it, I have the promise of eternal life with the Lord. This program truly works, and today you have an opportunity to make disciples, to change a life like mine was changed. I have this packet here, this is Maria, and I happen to sponsor a child with the name Maria. Maria has been waiting for six months. She will be celebrating a birthday in just uh, a few weeks from now. What a wonderful birthday present it will be for her to receive the good news that she has a sponsor uh, and to receive letters saying, we love you, we pray for you, God has a great plan for you. As I said, um, give as freely as you have received, as Matthew 10:8 says, uh, sponsoring a child is a blessing that multiplies exponentially. It's not just that child, but it's their future generation and everybody around them. This is a great way to fulfill the Great Commission. This Absolutely. is a great way to bring the gospel very far to places where you can probably physically not go, but your impact will reach over there. Don't miss this opportunity to make disciples today. Sponsor a child. Absolutely. Thank you. So there's, um, today, uh, there are two responses uh, from, this, uh, from this time and from this uh, time in church. And uh, it's not enough to say, oh, that was interesting. We want, we, uh, there's action related to that. And the first is to understand that uh, as nice as it is to, to be able to, to uh, uh, be released from poverty, as nice as it is to have a different trajectory of his life, uh, the best thing that Edgar and I talked about w is it's better to have a different trajectory in eternity. It's better 
to grow up and to hear the gospel of Jesus Christ. And God orchestrated, God had a perfect plan for him to grow up in the Dominican Republic and that that was the way that he would most clearly hear the gospel of Jesus Christ and become a believer. And so the first response is for you to know Christ as Lord. And so Edgar, I'm gonna, I asked him if he would do this. I want him to make sure and to lead those of you who don't know Christ, to explain that very briefly, and those that don't know Christ, if you've never given your life to Jesus Christ as Lord, the best thing about the whole story is that this will not be the last day that you will see him. We'll see him in eternity for those who are in Christ Jesus. And so would you explain the gospel and make sure that people understand that and also give them a chance to respond? Yes, absolutely. And the last part that I'll say about compassion is that the sponsorship cost is $38 a month. Uh, So we don't forget that part. I'll get that. How much is is salvation? Salvation is free if you accept Jesus. (laughs) Here it is. If you are here today and you have yet to make that commitment to surrender your life to Christ, today is a great opportunity for you to do that. Like many of us now have surrendered our life to Christ and we serve him and we enjoy and experience the benefits of our Lord and Savior that cares for us and, and we have the promise of receiving the eternal life. Today's your day to have a big celebration in heaven because you come to Christ. I'd like to pray for you from where you are. Close your eyes and, and let's make this prayer of confession of you accepting Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior. Dear Heavenly Father, we thank you for giving us this opportunity today to be here in your house, worshiping you, learning of your works, and how you reach far corners in the world. Father, at this moment, we want to pray for those that are ready, willing to accept you. And we say, Father, we open our hearts to you. We accept your Son, Jesus Christ, as our Lord and Savior. We commit to follow him to be faithful disciples, to be trained in your word, to be in communion here in River Valley Community Church, and to be led by those that you have put in charge um, to help us with our spiritual growth. Father, we pray that you help us to continue marching forward uh, in our new journey as as we continue or we start serving you, and and we surrender our life to you. Bless us, Father, with knowledge. Bless us, Father, with courage and determination, never to believe the lies that come from Satan, and never to be fearful of anything but to have full trust and confidence in your promises. In the name of Jesus, we pray. Amen. 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 I am going to give the second charge uh, in just a second, but I want to say thank you uh, so much uh, for coming today, and I'm going to let you go just a little bit early so you can be in the back, so people, if you have questions, especially about compassion, uh, please, please, Edgar will be out front in just a moment, but one more time, let's say thank you to Edgar for us. Now, the second, uh, the second part of our day is, is sponsorship, is the ability to, to truly make a difference, to find yourself in that exact story uh, that we just talked about. And so, um, we're going to be released in just a moment. You see some people going back there to get ready for you. But, but here's how it works. So, every child that we have today, we have 114 children, 
from the church that we helped build, uh, plant and build the actual campus. Uh, we have 153 children already sponsored in that location, and there's 114 more. Now, I want you to think about that for a second. We're a large and growing church. Uh, over in our children's ministry today, we'll have approximately uh, 175 children. So you add 153 and 114, you get 169, is that, uh, 269. So they have more children in our uh, sponsored church that's just been going a few years than we have in our church that's now been going over 15 years. I love that they're beating us, amen? That's good. I, that's what we want. They are, and, and so, so there are truly, truly children uh, waiting there. And so all of the children are from our location, 114. Uh, you can see the, uh, they'll have a little blue sticker on here. It says church partner, uh, and that's, that's our sponsored church. And so what you do is you, uh, I'm going to pray. I'm going to release us. This is the last thing of the day. Have, have you go out and have the ability to, uh, there's tables where you can and look at the children, and then there's other tables where you can uh, write your information. Do not try to take these packages home. If you want to decide, that's fantastic, but you don't take these packages home until you've signed up, because this is how we identify those children, and we don't want them to get lost in the system for quite a while while you're deciding. Uh, the Just don't decide. Do it. Uh, there you go. All right. So, uh, so uh, be a sponsor. Uh, it's $38 a month. Uh, God has blessed us here at River Valley. God has blessed us in Bastrop. And it truly is an opportunity uh, for you to be able to serve. And so what I want us to do right now is I want us to pray over these. So this is uh, Litzy. Uh, Litzy's uh, birthday, uh, she is well. She's got April 30th. So she's coming up in a very, very few days. Uh, and so uh, she's, but 2017, so she'll turn five this year. And so, and she's been waiting 176 days, uh, two-thirds, uh, you know, half a year uh, for a, a sponsor. And so, uh, it really is as simple as making that decision. So, I want us to pray as a church right now. And I want you to pray as an individual, Lord, what will you have me to do? Some of you are like me and already have sponsored children, but you, the Lord will lead you to sponsor another one. Some of you haven't done that before. Uh, and uh, ask the Lord what he would have you to do, uh, because I think his heart uh, is in this. And we especially want to pray. Uh, it's a big prayer, but let's pray for 114 sponsorships today. What do you say? All right. All right. Here we go. So, dear Jesus, uh, God, there are children uh, who are all over the community of Lyon who, who have, um, are waiting for someone like David Rayner, uh, Edgar's sponsor, who are waiting for someone who will uh, love them and, and pay for them and pray for them and bring them into faith of Jesus Christ. And so I pray over those who I'm looking out with today, I pray that you would give us uh, strength and courage, God, uh, to uh, be a child-sponsoring church and also for the connections that will be made here in just a moment as they walk out. God, I pray supernaturally. Uh, there's some people that might be close on um, $38 a month. And certainly, Lord, we want to be sensitive to that. But we, you say in your word that you, uh, that you will bring us more 
for generosity. And so for those, God, I pray that you would bring them assurance that you will bring them the resources uh, to be able to sponsor continuously that. And I thank you for Jesus for the 114 that we are praying for that will be sponsored today in our community of Lyon. We love you, Jesus. We thank you for Edgar and his family. We thank you for Compassion International. What a privilege it is to be able to bring the gospel of Jesus Christ to uh, children in Lyon. We love you, Jesus. Amen. Thank you for listening. I pray that the message gave you hope, that you were inspired, you were challenged. And I want to also encourage you that if you'd like to join us live, you can go to myrivervalley.church or download the River Valley app for more info about service times, directions, and ministries. And thank you for giving. Your generosity and how you serve as our church family is so important to us. You are helping reach people for the gospel of Jesus. You can go to myrivervalley.church give for more details there as well. We'll see you next week.